folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Real Redneck Todd Millard, and of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I'm here, and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. It is a beautiful night for a podcast. I wouldn't know. Haven't been outside yet. I think it's raining. Oh, it's pouring rain here. Well, I guess that's why it's a beautiful night for podcast. Can't be outside. That's right. Who wants to go outside in the rain? Sit inside. Talk to me. That's That's, that always makes it a beautiful night for a podcast. Yeah, (laughs) and of course, sit beside me as always, the patriarch of redneck country, my father, real redneck, Domilar. Dad, is your mic hot? What on earth are you doing? I'm here. It's hot. And I'm the heartbeat of the podcast. Good grief. Holy cow. <laughs> Serenity, uh, Serenity now, was, Bill. Serenity yeah, now. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where he was going with that, but I, I, I think that was that was pretty clever. I'll, I'll, I'll have a drink to that. <laughs> my tea is hot and we're ready to go. Oh, my goodness. Mm. All right, I'm going to hijack you first, Bill, because the last little while you've always gotten us first. So I'm going to say, Bill, what to do this week? Is that what you're going to do? Yeah, you you know what? This week was a fantastic week for a couple reasons. First and foremost, it was a kickoff. Talk to me. All right, Dad, what'd you do this week? (laughs) That's it. We can cut her off right there. And. uh, No, are you kidding me? That doesn't make the highlight of my week. The highlight of my week was the opening of the turkey hunting season there, fella. But was it a highlight? Was it? Was it? Well, it had many highs and a few lows. And (laughs) And some light. (laughs) I'm the almost guy. I mean, this is what happens. So we had a a pretty good weekend. Candace and I, we went for a walk on Saturday. Um, Got up real early in the morning and went to a a new spot that I was going to... uh, hope to hunt on uh, on Sunday morning, which was the opener. Um, I got a couple spots, spot, right? Well, again, yeah. This uh, for everybody who's who's listening in the past know that uh, I, I can only hunt. Well, I only have permission right now to hunt on uh, public land because COVID situation. I lost a little bit of property for for uh, other reasons, and um, now we've we've got coyotes running around the back of my property here. So the turkeys have vacated the pre- premises. So. I'm uh, relegated to public land hunting, which I think is going to be more rewarding once I, I happen to harvest an animal off that public land. But we'll get to that at another time. It's a challenge. So it is a challenge. And I tell you for a couple of reasons why it's a challenge. We went out Saturday, Canada, and I first, first thing in the morning. And uh, I, I walked around and, and didn't see a whole lot of tracks. So she took me back to another spot that I hadn't been on this public land where Violet and, and uh, Cleo, which is my dog, and, and her went for a walk. It said, hey, you got to see this little block of bush back here. It's fantastic. It's uh, clear cut. They, they did some uh, a burning of the uh, of the you know, a controlled burn in the area. And I think you're really going to like it. And sure enough, I went back there and I tell you what, there's timber all around. Uh, there's definitely some good roost trees back there. Um, and there's a, a secondary field right behind it, which I thought, you know what, is far enough back off the beaten path that the, the people won't, won't get to. And I was feeling really optimistic because we, we did happen to see some fresh turkey tracks um, from a couple of days because it had rained earlier earlier last week or late last week, so I knew that turkeys turkeys were around. That's that's usually so, a good sign. It kind of is if there's tracks. They they weren't put there by by uh, 
uh, you know, people, <laughs> maybe they were, but, uh, I, I was optimistic to think that they weren't put there by people. And I found a, a nice, a uh, little bit of downed, um, brush that I can set up in and acted like a perfect ground blind for me for set up for Sunday morning. So yeah, Sunday morning I, I get up and, uh, uh, go right back to the spot. I get, I get, uh, up, I don't know. I, I was up here four o'clock in the morning. I, I made my pot of coffee. I took coffee this time, not tea. I try to change things up a little bit, you know, Had, uh, <laughs> a couple of peanut butter sandwiches packed in the, I, in the bag. But buddy picks or it didn't happen. Like I, uh, I, I don't, I want to see, make sure no strings from the bag hanging out over yeah. top of the thermos. <laughs> None of that Your stuff. Your got pictures of the peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed you sending that. So, yeah, so I get up and I, I drive to the spot. And first thing I do when I park is uh, see the lights of a car coming right down the laneway right behind me. <laughs> so, and I'm thinking, who else is coming at that time in the morning? Then uh, another turkey, turkey hunter, right? Yeah, so it was 4, 4.30 and I'm there and I knew I had to get there uh, super early because, uh, you know, in public land. Uh, first come first serve for, for spots. And I showed up first, I opened the car door and he, he pulled right, right behind me almost. And, and a real, real nice guy, Tony from, from Angus. Uh, I walked over and they say, yeah, Tony from Angus. Uh, and Hi, he Tony. Said, uh, Hey, <laughs> he started off and he said, Hey, where are you headed? And, uh, I told him exactly where I'm going. And he says, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's okay. We're, we're, we're planning to hunt a little bit further forward. We're going to do some running and gunning. If nothing comes at first light, we don't get any, any uh, action, but we'll stay away from where you are back there. Uh, you know, we're, we know you're back there now. And, and I said, Hey, that's awesome. It's uh, not a bad you know. thing. Might push them right to you. Well, and that's what I said is if well, I was thinking, I said, if, if you're running and gunning, you might push them to me if there's, if there's any turkeys in the area and, and, uh, you know, I introduced myself and I said, you know, uh, good luck. And I wish them all the how, best. How did you introduce yourself, Bill? No, it, did very you simply, say I'm the almost guy? No, I didn't go that far. <laughs> I didn't want to delete that, but he might've thought I was the almost guy because <laughs> I, I took a, a, the leftover pot of coffee that wouldn't fit in the, the thermos that I took. I put it in a travel mug. So I get, I get it and open my, my, my trunk and the lights on in the trunk and I'm packing all my stuff uh, on and I take the, uh, the, the, uh, gun out of the case, put it in the gun sock and, and, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go and I close the trunk. Well, I'd forgotten that I put my coffee cup on the little rail, uh, the drip rail that, that's created by the, the, the trunk and bang, the, the, the stainless steel mug goes all over the back of say, my car hey, on I'm the not ground. used to drinking this manly stuff. I, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> and I, and I just, I shook my head and I could tell he was like, Oh, what is this guy doing over there? Making all kinds of noise. First time hunter, never been out in the bush before, but public land. I let him believe that. Yeah. Public land hunting. This is what happened. Right. So anyways, I get in, I get set up and it's nice and early and I had enough time. Uh, I got set up, but you know, good half an hour before legal shooting time. And, uh, I, decoys are set. Everything's looking great. In the woods or in the, on the edge of the field? On the edge of the field. Uh, I didn't go in the woods. I had a, a nice, uh, plowed field that was a, a sandy, uh, 
the field. It wasn't planted crops last year. I think they it, they, it was just grass and they, they tilled it up so that they could do something with it. Had a bunch of orange flags on it. I'm not sure exactly what they're doing with it, but, and, uh, I said the decoys up 20, 20 yards out front had a, uh, all four of my, uh, uh, decoys. I had the Jake two hens and then my B mobile, which was, uh, uh, Tom in full strut, basically kind of, given the illusion that there's going to be a scrap coming on. So if there's any birds in the area, they can come in and start to whoop on the, the hand or the whoop on the, uh, the, the Tom or the Jake. And, and, uh, yeah, so I sit and I wait and, uh, light comes up and all of a sudden, uh, I hear gobbles and the gobbles are close enough that I'm, uh, well, that's not true. Six o'clock right on the nose. It was like somebody flipped a switch and the coyote started howling. Oh, yeah, the coyote started howling. They make probably. it a little eerie. Yeah, I'm on the ground, obviously, uh, and these coyotes are probably within a hundred yards, and they are loud. Through there had to be two or three because one started and the They're second one coming after was your like decoys. A chorus, right? And it wouldn't have been the first time I had coyotes coming up my nope, decoys turkey hunting, neither. which is a story for another time. But and I'm thinking, okay, hunt's over, ruined. But uh, obviously, I'm gonna wait it out. I'm here now, anyways. So I get, I get there and, uh, then the rain starts. So then the coyotes started and then, then, then the rain starts and I, I'm starting to get a little bit cold and chilly now because it's, uh, it's that time of day where, uh, the sun's going to come up, but it hasn't come up yet. And, uh, it wasn't until six thirty that I heard my first gobble. And like I, I was just saying, there was, there was two gobbles and, but I think that they were up in the tree. Uh, a tree far enough away that I, I knew they were there, but you know, there was really no, no hope that they were coming right to me from, uh, from my calls. Cause I, I, I played it a little bit different this time where I didn't call a whole lot where typically I would call more to get them to respond first. Uh, so I don't know mistake or not. I'm not sure, but were they I waited? And, did you call at all? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I called as soon as, uh, you know, it, I called, by they they gobbled uh, and I called after that and they gobbled one more time, which led me to believe that they heard my call and then they shut up. But I think they flew down. They were flying down at that point in time because you can tell just before they come off the roost. Sometimes they'll give a I, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's a very distinct. Hey, I'm coming off the roost type type gobble. <laughs> They're like, hey, Bill, and, we're coming off the roost. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was uh, answering the call, and I was hoping it was wrong number, but no, it, it didn't happen that way. So <laughs> they, they flew off the roost then, and and I think there was, if there wasn't two, there was uh, there was three uh, toms there, and uh, then I waited, and I was hoping they were coming in silent because it was kind of cold and drizzly and mi- miserable type day, and I called and I thought I heard a hen, and then the worst thing could happen when hunting on public property a guy and his dog shows up. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a, a guy and his dog shows up and man, um, you, you know, it, it wouldn't have been bad if now he had showed up, he had a showed up and just kind of saw me and then scooted away, but he couldn't see me cause I was de- camera enough in the brush pile, but he could see my decoys. So he took the opportunity to see how close he could get to my decoys because he thought they were real birds, right? They were turkeys. <laughs> and I'm now, now I'm getting frustrated, right? Because he started off and he he was he was a good 150 yards away, 
And at this, you know, before he showed up, I had uh, eight geese laying in the field right in front of me. I think I showed yeah. you, I shot, I took a picture you did. of the geese flying around. But those birds, they picked up and they landed all, like 20 yards right behind my decoys. I'm thinking, that's kind of awesome. I mean, I've got geese in the field, they're, they're honking, they're, and then, then all of a sudden this guy shows up with his dog and he sees the geese and he kind of skirts behind a little tree and he's, he's looking at them. And then he notices the decoys, the turkey decoys. He goes into ninja mode. And he did. He absolutely went into ninja mode. His dog was mooching around behind him there. And now he's, he's stalking in. Uh, I wish I had it on camera because he's stalking in on my decoys. Like I'm going to see how close I can get to these birds before they fly away, run away, whatever. And he got to within 60 yards. And, and I just I waved at him. I'm like, hey, but I'm over here. And he and he looked at, looked at me like, holy smokes, there's somebody there. And then backed away real slow and kind of gave me a wave and took off. Backed away real slow. <laughs> like, as soon as I as soon as I saw him, you know, I, I never want to be, be looked at as, as somebody. Well, hey, hey, that guy was pointing. I take the gun and I point it in the opposite direction, uh, and I just wait till people go away. And uh, sure enough, he, he went away. But uh, you'd think he'd stay away, right? Oh, are you kidding me? No, not kidding. I waited, you know, and you know, at that point in time, I had a sandwich. And I poured a cup of coffee and I'm like, well, if he's gone, I heard, I knew I heard gobbles. They were close enough. Uh, he wasn't going in the direction where the gobbles were coming from. He went away from that. And then maybe just maybe we'll give it another still half an chance. hour and wait. You I got, got a chance. chance. I'm not mooching around. If he goes away, maybe, maybe the birds will feel scared. I don't know. I'm, I'm grasping at straws at this point in time. Sure enough. Half an hour later, he comes strolling back into the field. <laughs> I'm like, fella, you know, you know, I'm here. Yeah. At that point, time I got frustrated and I just packed up and and I and I went back to the car and came home. <laughs> so, yeah, that was Man. my opener of turkey hunting. Grr. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, I, Saturday morning I'm going to go out to a, a, a different spot and I'm going to sit where I, I've. Uh, got the poison ivy before that's what <laughs> the poison ivy <laughs> so, woods the, the poison ivy woods and I'm going to sit there and I'm, if nothing if I don't happen to be fortunate enough to, to harvest a bird open it like right after first light or, or, or there's nothing uh, there's a new bush right there that I have not even walked yet that I want to just kind of do some running and gunning and right just check it out to see if there's anything anything of interest there so yeah right on well, you so still had a good. I still had a good Saturday. Yeah, righto. That's good. Yeah, that's that's it. So it that was, was nice to get out, though, right? Oh, I tell you what, you know, all those things uh, pile up to to experiences, and that's why I'm the almost guy. It almost works out for me where where I have a, an uninterrupted hunt, and one thing leads to another. But it, I would rather be out in the bush having that type of experience than sitting at home wishing I was out in the bush having those types yeah, of experiences. Can't shoot them on so. the couch. Nope, can't. You know, unless you live at my parents' place when they're in their front yard every single day. But <laughs> in your pajamas. <laughs> that's it. So, yeah, and you guys, uh, that, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, I had a barbecue session there on uh, Saturday, I guess. Maybe that was Saturday. I had that barbecue session after I went turkey hunting. I came home and I made a nice rack of ribs. Sunday. Sunday was opening was day, right? 
yeah. So I guess it was, it was, I guess I had the ribs on Saturday after the walk and then Sunday I had leftovers. It was so. on Saturday. Cause you inspired me. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. It so. was. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So ribs turned out well. So I, that's for me. So how'd you guys do this week? Well, you guys had some big, uh, we had an action packed weekend. I'll tell you what. So it was opening day at trout. And so we have our spot that we forever, the family, me, my dad, my brother-in-law, uh, usually Scotty. And this year, dad's buddy, Bill, we all, Scotty, Scotty couldn't make it, but way we go down to our, our secret little stream that we have that we've always just fished forever. We call it hunting trout because you, it, the, the stream's not wide and it's not very deep, but there's pockets. And so you just walk along and, and hunt them up and we call it hunting trout. So did pretty good. I mean, that's almost a podcast in itself because it, it was, it was pretty decent. I mean, I was into dad didn't walk back. Dad used to walk all the way back. So we get in, we walk across this huge field, get down in the Creek and then we walk all the way upstream and then we fish back downstream to where we came in. And so dad, now he doesn't walk all the way back there. He goes to a, a big corner where there's a big back eddy and then sits down and just kind of sits and fishes or, or fishes a run. So I went all the way back. So I fished my spot and I caught one and then I caught another one, but it was a little too small. Wasn't bleeding, just had them in the lip. So I let them go. So I had the first Brown. So that was good just as, as the sun was coming up. So it was like first light. So that was good. And then I moved down. I caught another one right before what dad's spot would be. And, uh, and then I went into dad where dad would normally start, which is a big pool. And oh my gosh, I spent two and a half hours there, Bill. I will tell you what, every single time, every single time I put, and what we do is we, we, we fish it hard. Like we fish the worm down in and under logs and, and you put the worm on, you got to have some, you're, you're going to be breaking. You better have a lot of hooks because yeah, if you're you, getting, you're able to get worms and hooks uh, with COVID. No problems at all. Actually, my brother-in-law bought 500 worms. Come on. <laughs> he found a spot that, yep. He bought 500 worms. I'm not kidding you. So, so we had worms, we were good to go. And then we had hooks from last year. So we, we were good on that, that aspect, but yeah, if you're not breaking hooks, you're not fishing where the Brown trout are hiding. That's just how it is. You're not hunting them. Right. So you better have a lot of hooks. So I get into this pool and, and you got to fish it down. And so fish it every time I throw into the current and let it drift down into this little back eddy pool. I got tap, 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 tap. And you Ooh. let that line go. Cause as dad taught me when I was younger, if the Browns are smart and if they feel any tension on that, they're going to let go. So they come up and they just put their mouths over that worm and start to roll. And if they feel tension, they open their mouths and roll away. So you don't want them to feel you. So the minute you feel the tap, you let go open your bales open. You're holding your line. You let go and let that line go. Well, I'll be darned that it was tapping me so hard, almost ripping the freaking rod out of my hand, but would not take it. And I mean, uh, the bale's open. So he's pulling that hard that he's still bouncing my rod and taking line, but not taking it. And so I'd reel in and my worm was chewed on both sides. And it's, you got to thread the worm on the hook, right? Because you also don't want them to feel that poke when they do that. So you got to thread that worm all around. And these are some big worms. I mean, my brother-in-law bought some big friggin' worms. So I'm you, you use full worms or you have to? I mean, no, I was using full. But I mean, if, if there was too much, I, I always like to use full. Because once they take that and they start to roll with it, they'll, they'll take more of it in. And then... 
They're, they're good to go. In I fact, never have a problem. In fact, towards the end of the day or getting close to when we're going to go home or have lunch or going, to, or going to leave, if you still got lots of worms left, we use the worm bob. You start jacking three or four worms on that hook and make a worm bob. Make a worm bob. It makes the worm <laughs> a little heavier. Then you don't need any split shot. No, but but these huh. worms were so big that, no, it would be tough to do a worm bob because this, I mean, I covered the, and I'd still have worm hanging off each end and everything else. But so I thread it on. Well, when I bring it out, it is nipped all at both ends and all the way around my hook shredded. But the worm and never took the worm or the hook. I thought, holy. And dad has said to me, you know, the big browns, they're the sensitive ones. So they're the ones that just, and I'm thinking, is this a big brown? So every, every, I put a new worm on and every freaking cast for two and a half hours, I get tap, 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 tap. And then my brother-in-law finally caught up to me because I'm not moving. I mean, when that's happening, you can't leave that pool. No, the, the- and, it's and, like hearing a turkey gobble right next to you, and you know you're not moving. That's right. Like, it's frustrating. And last year, Scotty said to me when I caught him, he's like, you go in that hole. And my first cast, I pulled out a brown. And he's like, man, <laughs> think was playing with me. So now I know what Scott was feeling that last year. Because this is, so I said to my brother, like, get over here and fish this hole with me. Because this, it was a big enough hole. I said, this is driving me nuts. So he throws in, tap, 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 tap. And he's like, oh. There's, there's, there's fish there. There's fish. I know. So we stood there talking for a good little bit. And then finally he, he got one and he pulled it out and it was a horned ace. So I then throw in and my next cast, I'll be darned if I ain't got a brown trout. I said, thanks Rick pulling that stinking horned ace from chewing on my worm. And then I was able to pull (laughs) that trout out. So that was good. Pull another one out and then headed on down. And so, but it was two and a half hours in that hole to do that. I mean, it was because even after I pulled those browns out, there was still tapping. I mean, my brother and I pulled another horn dace, another sucker. Uh, he pulled a what sucker. What is a horn dace? I've never heard it's of like a horn dace. It's like before. a chub, but they got like these little tiny nubbins on the top of their heads. Bigger they are, the hmm. bigger the horns. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not to look that up. I don't think I've ever seen a horn dace. Horn dace. D a c e. We just D-A-C. call them chubs. Chubs. <laughs> But, but yeah, they, the little turds, they're vicious. I mean, they'll attack anything. I've seen them come out from under the bank under where I'm standing and nail my worm as it drifts by in the current. <laughs> but yeah, they're just, they're, you can't do anything with them. They're, they're, they're not edible, obviously. They're no, just they're uh, not big enough to do anything off them. Yeah, big as your hand. You can throw them back in. Uh-huh. All they do is eat worms and uh, drive you nuts. Yeah, some get good size and chunky, but there's, yeah, there's nothing to them. Oh, it blew my that's mind. I mean, it was it was good fishing though because that's exciting. So yeah. So we we still did good. We ended up with what, Dad? We got six. Yeah, we got six. It was a good effort to get six. The Rick, the stream was really low. Yeah, all the runs were shallow. You could see if there was fish in them or not. Some of the pools you could see bottom. So you had to really work for them. Yeah, I figured they'd gone back upstream for the most Already. part. But yeah. yeah well, I guess with the water being so, so low. Or gone downstream. Was it, like, yeah. uh, it, it, was it abnormally low? Like if you, yeah. Was it like that yeah, last it year too? No, uh, no it, was, it was much lower this year, which is a, is a it, it, it double-edged sword. Because now you can, find, you can see the big holes, right? Yeah. So, and you know, okay, well, there's like, it's shallow this side and that side of it. And there's a hole there. Like you see the hole and because you can't see bottom. But, but we think all the spawners come up and gone back already. Yeah. So all we, the, we got some nice fish though. There was some good size fish. Oh yeah. There, but none of the monsters that we normally pull in. 
So, but it was still good. six Browns, six Browns on a, on a three, four hour morning was pretty decent. I, I didn't bother me because it was still action packed, right? You're getting all those taps sure. and, and, and I pulled in a, a few horned aces and a sucker. So I ended with a sucker and away we went. But we, uh, we've been coming over doing home and school with the kids. So Todd and I had two fish, two brown trout lunches two days in a row and they were delicious. And they were cooked for me, so I can't complain. <laughs> How do you cook them? What's your, well, your homeschooling Todd cooking recipe? Originally, like we have them different ways. I've, I've See, dusted browns them. you can leave the skin on, yeah, right? Yeah, you can leave the skin on. There's no scales. And yeah. you, can, you can fry them up golden brown and you can fry them whole. You don't even have to fillet them if you want and just kind of use a fork and pull the backbone out. It, there's You can fry them in or just use fish crisp or whatever you want. But Todd, he's... He said, well, if I get a chance, I'm going to look up some different recipes. And I said, fine. So I left them with them. Of course, Sunday we were turkey hunting, so we didn't we didn't get to them. But by Monday, he'd back into work, and he'd work on such long hours. Dad lost patience. I'd already I'd already filled them, but I left the skin on. So on Monday, they were still in the fridge. I said, you get time to look up any written? No. I said, okay. So I took and fill it, and I took the skin off. And I just dip them in uh, old English-style uh, fish batter. Yes. Yeah, just, yeah. just run them through that, poured some oil in a frying pan, nice and deep, got the oil hot, dumped them in the frying pan, flipped them after two minutes aside. And Oh, they were golden Brown and they were delicious. Yeah. That's the way I like to cook, uh, cook fish, but I, I know with a trout, you can cook them. Like basically just gut them and then you can cook them hole like that yeah. oh yeah okay yeah. Yeah. I, we've wrapped them in tin foil right just yeah it, with, 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 with onions and stuff and then throw them on the barbecue mm. pack the cavities with some like you like you said onions or for whatever inside Onion, there salary yep yeah, good stuff but yeah you gotta get them first and how'd you do done did you, did you I, I had my money on you i even texted he, early, did. Early he nice. texted me early in the morning. I didn't tell you that. And he says, my money's on your dad getting the first one. <laughs> I don't know if I got the first one or not, because I didn't hear anything from him. Usually somebody's texting. And I did get. Uh, it was too text. hot and heavy. I, was, I couldn't even get my phone out. I was I was <laughs> yeah. on fire. I got a text from Todd said, are we keeping anything? under?" Oh, six yeah, that was the one. I, I had a little six incher. I said, no, throw him back. That's, you know, like, let him go. He wasn't bleeding. Yeah. So I called no, as fast as I could. Go. Yeah, I ripped my phone out and called right there. He's flipping around, and I said, oh, "We keep, we keep it six inches," and and it was my second fish on my second cast. The dad's like, "Yeah, not if he's not bleeding." No, and he's not bleeding. I'm letting him go. See you, bye. Hung up and right back at her because man, it was hot and heavy. Yeah, but, yeah. No, we just had a great day, and, and Bill loved it. First time he'd ever been there. He never got a brown, unfortunately. I worked and worked and tried to get him into a place where he get a brown, but. He was happy just to be there and sit in the sun, and it was a great day. And, he's, of course, he saw the fish. He saw the fish being caught, and he thought that was pretty exciting. So maybe one day he'll get his first brown trout. But Yeah. So but did the four of you win six fish? It's, it's, it's a nice day. It's yeah, a nice oh, yeah. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. We could complain. Yeah. So we and did that. you guys had good weather, too. Hey, hey, the question is, how many turkeys did you did you hear uh, when you uh, were— yeah. Not one did I hear. I had a hen what? at 10 yards and I didn't even know it. I'm sitting there fishing and my brother-in-law, I could hear him finally catching up to me. Right. And, and I mean, again, that was like an hour and a half, two hours in, I could hear him coming up through the woods along the edge of the Creek. And so I just said, Hey Rick. And the minute I did that, 
<laughs> just it gone. was 10 yards right in, on the other side of the creek right there. It scared the living crap out of me. But you never saw it. Never seen it. A lot of geese. <laughs> couple ducks. Yeah, a couple of mallards wanted in the pool that we were fishing. Uh, yeah. Just kept driving yeah. me insane. A lot of geese flying over real low, land in the stream, and then take off again. No, nope, it was a good I morning. A, I had a real good thought when I was turkey hunting there that <clears throat> it wouldn't take much to, to pack a couple decoys, goose decoys, in, in a bag and hike back to where I, I set up for turkey hunting there because there's a, there's a, a pond or like just some bulrushes and flooded timber type stuff behind there. And the mallards that were coming out of there uh-huh. and, the, and the geese that were landing in there. And I thought it's public land. I can hunt, I can hunt ducks, geese, whatever's in season. As long as obviously I got Ontario Federation of England hunter membership. Mama way, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, to me, this would be a perfect little sneak hunt where it, a dozen decoys. Just it, get in, in there in early bag, in the morning, set, set it up and just wait. That's my point. Get it right, right where I was sitting in that little timber or, or in that little uh, uh, block of it was just a, a pine tree. They, they did some clearing of some stretch of brush and it made a perfect ground blind. I'm thinking the geese had no idea I was there. They landed 20 yards within my turkey decoys. If I had goose decoys there, man, it would have been an awesome hunt. Yeah. So I'm thinking the fall. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm going to pack a shotgun and a bunch of shells, goose shells and, uh, you know, uh, twos or whatever, and then just go back and have a sit first thing in the morning. Heck yeah. By the time Rick and uh, Todd had worked their way down to where Bill and I were, it was close to lunchtime. Had my peanut butter sandwich and my thermos of coffee. Oh, that was great. Coffee. Yeah, it was awesome. That's yeah. So it was a good when, day. Uh, it was a good morning. Plan comes together. It was a good morning. So so we did that, yeah. and then Sunday was opening day at Turkey. So we knew where we were going, and we knew where they roost. So we Sweet. we went where we were hoping it was where I shot my turkey last year. Scotty shot his turkey last year, so we thought, okay, I got let's my turkey last year out of that same spot. Yeah, remember? you'd think there wouldn't be many turkeys left. So yeah, you're right. You did. So we knew where to go. Now, as long as they were roosted there, because they'll roost there or on the other side of the woods, it's just what it, whichever one they feel or maybe vice versa, like every other day. I don't know. So snuck all the way. So we, we get there. I, I said, I left dad and Bill and said, I'm, I'm going to set up. I'll meet you in there. The three of us are going to sit together. Scotty went down to his spot. Now, this is Bill's first turkey hunt. He can't, he didn't do a lot of walking. He's been working on it. He's been walking and exercising. He said, I got to get in shape because I want to keep going with you guys. He's this is so much fun, the fishing, the, the hunting. He loves just being out. So he's been out walking miles this week trying to get in shape again. But he gets winded. He has to keep it's still. It's a tough walk. It's a so, plowed cornfield, so man. Took off. He yeah. said, you know where I'm going, Dad? And I said, I know where you're going. And he said, okay. So away I went, set up the blind, got right up in this corner, set up the blinds back in a little bit, just trying to get in a little bit, but it was tough because we're on the edge of a ravine. We're on like a, a little, what I would call like a little mini hogs back. It goes, there's a field right below us. And then we're watching this top field up in this corner. And so I'm trying to get in on that jetty on that little finger that's over top of the field. So we could watch below and up top. But really, I know where they're at, and we need to get up into that corner as close as possible without being in the corner. So get up there, and we're hunting the edge of the woods, which I'd rather hunt in the woods, but I got Dad and Bill, and there's no way we are ninja sneaking Dad and Bill into the woods 10 yards <laughs> to sit down. Yeah, like if I was by myself, 
piece of cake. But with dad and Bill, and that's where they're roosted. So I get set up and, and dad knows I tell him to wait out in the field till I come get him. So he's not coming in, clang, banging around and making noise. I come out and pick, grab half his crap he's carrying because we, we all know he goes in like a Green Bay Packer in hey, every I was, pocket yeah. full. I, was, <laughs> I slimmed down what I carry this year. Sure you did. I did. Oh, it's awesome. So I, I go out and so I'm looking. I get all set up and look at where are they? They're way out in the middle of the field. They're sitting in their chairs chilling. Well, by the time <laughs> I get you told them, you told them not to come in. Well, you but not that far away. Like, holy crap. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, it's pitch black. We can see the tree line. And we're not sure. Like, back in this corner, it's probably about a 100-yard circle. The field is surrounded by a point and a ravine. And then the point... Like they, that point comes out into the field. So it makes a circle in this back corner and about a hundred yards wide or, or circumference. And so I didn't know if he was left to the apex, like right in the corner to the right the of it apex. or right in the corner. Bill knows what I'm talking <laughs> well, about. Oh, I was about. in the apex. Yep. So I thought there's no, no way, there's no way I'm walking up to either side of this circle of, of brush and start walking that edge looking for him. I'll sit here until he tells me to walk straight in. So we're not. Yeah, we'll sit here way out there. Like, yeah. I think they wanted me to piggyback them. See, it don't matter what I do. I'm in no, the room. No. If I got any closer. What are you doing in this class? If I stay out. <laughs> why is mom still here? We need mom. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> she backed like. me up. So well, anyway, what I, matter what I, do, I was thinking, it doesn't matter. I mean, when you get lost, the first thing they say to do is sit down and just gather yourself and think about it right that's, and, then, that's it. and that's what he did he, he didn't put himself in no further danger i knew where i was he going i just didn't know where he started to set okay, up it's but still dark i couldn't here's see the him. deal it isn't still dark it's getting light and so as i'm setting i finally get this blind stuck in the ground i get my chair set up i'm like okay now i gotta go get them and their chairs get them in past this little thickety thorn stuff that's dividing us from the field to kind of hide us a bit and get their chairs in so as i'm just finishing getting this blind to the right height and everything i hear i'm like oh don't move and there is a hen right across the field from me in a tree roosted on 60 yards, 60 yards i'm like okay great now i still so that's before i go get them i'm like ah oh, crap yeah this isn't like a cross this is just around that bend around that circle around that apex corner, around that edge right <laughs> it comes edge. in it comes in in a big circle like a finger comes into the woods the field is like yeah like the a big field goes in, in yeah we so close in the, that hen was close enough that it could see everything that you guys were doing that's my guess. Exactly. That's totally my guess. So I. Oh, it gets better. Oh yeah. So I go out and, and I'm I'm halfway across the field and I'm waving at them and I'm waving at them thinking if they could start walking, it's gonna shave some time off. Get off your freaking butts and start coming this way. And right now they're little specks way out there. So as I'm running, I'm I don't want to yell, but I'm waving my arms and I'm getting closer and I'm waving my arms and I'm getting. But I finally I get within voice. I'm like, Dad, Dad, Dad. And I get, and they're having a conversation. Hey guys, you want to get off your butts and get in here? And look, like we're here to turkey we, hunt. We didn't see them. Can Couldn't I break up? Them. Can I break up your card game these here? Are, these are seventy-two-year-old eyeballs, and it's not quite daylight. We weren't yet. even looking. <laughs> we were watching. So finally, grab all their crap. 
come with me. Well, where are you? I'm up in the freaking corner where I told you I was going. Just fall. Like it isn't rocket science. Like he said, this is a hundred yards. This isn't a giant area. Follow me. So no. away I go. Got his chair. Get up in, in the there. Corner is not. I said, that just doesn't cut it. Get your, it does cut it's it. I will circle. take pictures. I will put them on Redneck Country's the Facebook page. Right I'm telling circle. you what. He could have been at the top of the circle. You ain't missing a person back in there. You could shoot across this and kill a turkey. Dad, did I say to you, how far is that across there? If a turkey stepped out oh, the other side a, of that, that could was, you kill it? It depends on how deep you were in there. Here Where we, we were go. Sitting, you he's like, oh, 50 yards. Yep. Anyway, it gets better, Bill. See, now he's got Alzheimer's. He forgets conversations so we had. We're sitting there, and, and it's nice no, and no, quiet. No, no, I'm telling the story. You don't get that. You're and sitting there in the a, field, and it's nice no, and quiet. No, we're, we're I now. get we're them up there. I, no, no, no. You bypass the whole part where I got to get them in there, get their chairs down. Dad's got that stupid turkey chair. I think you got the same one, Bill. That's a given. But I, I gotta love that turkey adjust, chair. I got to adjust the legs on it. Yeah. On each leg is adjustable for height, so he doesn't tip. You don't fall over now. It's not like in you carry that out to the turkey field. Right. That's my deer hunting. Pack it in one time at the start of the week and never move it to oh, the end. No. Of it. Oh, I carry it. This oh, is yeah. one of the items that we've he got, and it's in me. two pieces because it's a big base. Okay, and then it's the chair. You just heard him now, say Bill. we're setting up You're on the edge me. of a hogback. This is not level. I sit in that chair and I lean back just a little <laughs> bit off center. I'm uh, down the bottom of that hill, chair and all. Give me a break. It's like slide a napkin thing, under a restaurant table thing, to stop it from no, buying. No, that's no, all. That's yes. I used to hunt up logs and sticks and you'd roll off them and the next thing you know I'm laying on my back on the ground this chair I adjust it oh it's perfect yeah adjust you it you can sit on and last year well, you the didn't have me sitting on a side 20 minutes. the front legs were right up tight and the back legs were as far as they could go and I was level and it swivels so quiet and easy but he's sitting up in the air like he's directing a film yeah, yeah. so yeah. it is kind of high I gotta, I gotta give that one <laughs> you it's, think yeah it's awesome so, so I, that's what see the work I got it isn't hunting it's hiding. That's that's the hard part. It's the hiding. So, okay. The podcast only got so much time. Speed it up yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Let me talk. So. That's all you do. I get him in there. Finally, we got to adjust his chair 42 times. The turkeys probably could do it for him now because I'm pretty certain that that hen watched the whole thing go down. <laughs> just, just as we finish sitting down to everybody's situated. We're all situated. <laughs> Holy moly, Bill. I'm 45 deaf. freaking yards, 50 yards I'm at the most. I'm and I pretty near came out of the chair. <laughs> and you did it again. And then another one. And then two more. Oh, uh, there was four, four or five. Times, yep. And my eyeballs went to, the, went to the sound. And there he is in a limb, on a limb, right straight in front of me, just a little bit to my right, walking up and down that limb, leaning out and gobbling, and then two trees over the second one, and he's doing the same, and I can see them both as plain as day. And then there's two to my right. So they did that for maybe, it was not long, I I, will tell you. I said, I whispered, I said, that bird's looking at me right in the eyeballs when he's gobbling. He whispered. So... (laughs) Then he's trying to point to Bill and show Bill, Bill, look, it's there. So he's in his his director's chair with Bill beside him, and he's trying to point. Do you see it there, Bill? Dad, if you can see it, guess what? Well, I was just going to say, all this time, you guys are getting set up. You're walking along. You're you're doing – and that bird was in within 40 yards. 45, 50 yards. It was a little further. 45, 50. No, I – because uh, if it was 50, I would have shot him off the limb. No, you would not have. <laughs> but I, I, we I got was, him at 40 on the limb. You ain't shot him off the limb. I know. I know. That's not ethical, and I wouldn't have done that. But I was looking at him, and and I was 
you know, debating the yardage. And I'm thinking if he comes down, he is going to be in range because they don't come straight down. They come down on a bit of an angle. And so I thought, what's that range? Could I shoot him from here? It would have been iffy, Bill. Would have been iffy. Wow. But that's I no. can't believe you didn't blow those birds out of the trees where you guys are sitting set up. <laughs> That's nope. that ain't that ain't fun, but Bill, I could I could no, take no, no, you no. and do that all no, day no, long. No, sorry. When, when they started, what, I, what com- I mean is not shoot them out of the tree. Oh, what I mean no, is I mean, scare them like, out of the tree. Yeah. Scare yeah. them out of the tree. Blow them yeah. gone. Well, like, I know exactly what you meant. Me like when you too. In. Yeah, I thought I couldn't believe they were still there, and not just there. I don't think they knew but, we were there. But when you, I realize, could I can't believe it. When you realize how many birds started coming out of the tree. That's amazing. There was, I bet you there was 12 hens and at least four toms. Come and, on. And they just dropped. Now, the problem was they were up in that corner and we were out just a bit from the corner in the field and they were dropping down into the woods. So the first two hens just break down and I, I could see them through the woods. And then the toms just started coming down, two of them, and then the other two, and then it was just nonstop. And I bet you there was 12 hens, four toms, all right there within within 100 because they didn't come straight down and they kind of went into the woods. But I'm like, okay, they're going to come out into this field to feed. We're good yeah. to go. We're rocking and rolling. And so- What did you have for decoys though, just for nothing. curiosity? No nothing. decoys? Nothing. Oh. Because I know they come to this this corner. That's what I said. I didn't want them hanging up. Now, hindsight 2020, should have. If I'd known there was that many hens, we needed something to compete. At least mm-hmm. one of those toms might have said, okay, screw you guys. There's there's some hens out here untapped, right? But yeah, so probably should have. But we didn't. So the hens, I, I, I couldn't see. I couldn't see in the woods that far where they came down. But they gobbled and gobbled and gobbled and gobbled and gobbled for, and they were answering me. And then I had them. I was gobbling. They were gobbling at my gobbles. We were calling. They were gobbling. It was nonstop for a good 45 minutes, but slowly getting away. And then all of oh, a sudden. they were going the other way? Yeah, yeah. As it goes, right? That's what he said. <laughs> what, what is the magic sauce that makes them come our way? And really, I know. I got a call to the hens. I got to get those hens out. So maybe if we had some hen decoys out, they would have made the hens comfier. They would have came. I don't know. So they went the other way. Well, then they they were still within like earshot because you could hear them. I could hear the hens and the gobblers still gobbling back, but they were going distant. And it was probably what an hour had gone by. And then this hen drops right in front of us. Was still in the trees, right beside us. Right beside us, in the tree above us, and just right in front of us. And I thought on its way down, I'm watching it glide down, and I'm like, that looks like a Jake. Bill, you want to shoot this thing? You can shoot this thing. I think that's a Jake. And so it's hearing me say this, and I'm like, Bill, if you want, Dad's going, Bill, take the safety off. Bill, take the safety off. And it landed, and it looked at us, and it, I swear it had a red head, and but... I, I'm there like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. And I'm staring like this thing's 25 yards and I'm going, no beard, no beard, nope, no sprout, no beard. Well, it's looking at us hardcore dad in his captain director's chair. And so then it just right back up in the same tree. 
It went right back to the <laughs> right tree. Right to the same tree. And then Come it on. sat there. No lie. It sat there for another, I don't know, 45 minutes. And after 45 minutes, five hens came out of the tree. So now you're like an above you. Yeah. You're an hour and a half after all of the original commotion. They came down and walked away Four hens or five hens come then, then come down into the woods and walk around us and walk right on down over to Scott. And Scott said I, they hung around him for 20 minutes and, and not a no beard in the bunch. So then, uh, I don't know, another 45, I, I had gobbles in the distance. I was getting them to respond. They were coming a bit closer, but I know the landscape a little bit in the woods. There's a big creek and a stream. And I figured they were on the other side of that stream. They weren't coming within any amount of time period that we were sitting there. And then the wind really started to rock. And so I'm yeah. like, okay, the goblin shut off. Everything shut off. We're up in the, in this field, up in this high point with the massive wind. They ain't coming here. Like there's, there's no point. I know no, if you drop in the woods, themselves. it's just a straight downgrade 50 yep. yards in the woods. And then it starts dropping for 150 yards on a nice downgrade. They're down in there in the comp. They and, ain't coming up here. And they like to go no. down. It's hard to pull them up a hill. You can pull them down really easy, but it's hard to pull them up a hill. So they yeah. never came back. Same spot last year. I had one at the bottom of the hill come into 80 yards and looked at me. Would not come up that hill. Stood there for 20 minutes, gobbling its full head off. And that would come to hill. I have a hard time imagining the amount of birds that are around you and none of them blew, blew out of that tree. Any of those trees. I was actually impressed that we didn't scare any of being that close. Unbelievable. Like, a, yeah. like that was Bill's first turkey. I hunt. think there and was some big boys in that, in that flock. Like oh, there I was a couple, there was a couple monsters. The, the, there was a couple that weren't as deep throated and there was a couple that were rocking the sky. Like thunder was and, coming. Uh, Bill is here and he's like, right up. Like get right in, right in your yeah, face. His very first hunt. And he had the closest like toms that you could, re- we were in their bedroom, man. Like we were there. Yeah. He's like, Holy moly. Are they loud? Like just the gobble like crazy and vocal and well, yeah. So has Bill ever hunted deer or anything? Yeah, he hunted deer last year with us for the first time, I think. Okay, but he's a, he's a, a relatively brand new hunter. Absolutely. Yeah. So this this is just right back to what we've said for the start of the podcast. The best thing to do to get a, a hunter interested is take him on a turkey hunt. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, if he wasn't hooked before, he's hook, line, and sinker oh, now. Absolutely. Because oh, oh, like deer down. hunting, I, I've said this before, right? Where deer could be 50 yards in the bush. You might not even know it. But if a turkey, if a gobbler is 50, 80, 100 yards in the bush, if they're 400 yards in the bush, you're going to know it. You know they're there. So that's the excitement, uh, right? And with this, yeah. like that was in their face. I mean, if those birds had COVID, we're sick, man. Yeah. Yeah, they were spitting all over us. He's hooked. He's hooked. Todd's been working long hours, and Todd only got the weekends. It, it can't go in the morning. By the time he's off at night, it's too late. And my son-in-law, Rick, was has been off this week. He said, you want to go out a couple of times this week? I said, just give us a call. So he called, and so I called Bill and said, Rick wants us to go. And uh, he was out He was out cutting the church lawn, actually. And his wife said, he's down cutting the church lawn. What do you want him for? I said, well, I wonder if you wanted to go turkey hunting. Yeah, just name the time. He'll go. I'm sure he'll go. You'll hear from him. <laughs> like he's hooked. Yeah. 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 That's something he'll talk about, that, that hunt. The first one, he'll talk about that. I don't know how much of a, a talker he is, but but not much. He'll be ingrained in his, his mind for yeah, sure. He's a quiet fella. 
But I'll tell you, those those and, toms were goblin, man. It was something. And you tried everything. You could you, you tried calling, buddy. The, there was not a call I didn't book. throw at them. And I even said to Dad, the uh-huh. only thing I haven't tried is that walking away head where I'm going to dip down behind us and walk towards Scotty through the ravine. And I am call convinced, it, like I'm leaving, so that they come. I'm convinced 100. percent If Todd was by himself that day, he'd have got a bird because he'd have stuck so? right into that corner. He'd have been right underneath them. He'd have been in there in the pitch black. He wouldn't have had to come back out and go back in. He wouldn't have had to set all the stuff up, take all that time. He'd have went in there, put his own chair in, a little piece of Not even of a chair. I just sat against a, uh, against a tree with a little my vest, material but. around him. He'd have sat quiet in the pitch dark, and he'd have been right underneath those birds. And I'd be 100% sure that Todd would have had the pick of those birds when they come down. He'd have been yeah. just inside the tree line right underneath them. And the pitch stuff. You know, I, it, and I know, I know so Todd shot a, a bird or two in his time, but I think that uh, for me, the, the the best part about that story is you got to experience that with a brand new hunter. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. to me, it's not about shooting a bird. I mean, that's a great capper for a story, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it, Todd by himself wouldn't have the story or the experience that he had with with the brand new hunter You're that right. was able I would to have had one in the bag already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had a turkey dinner. <laughs> Rick called me up and he says, Hey, do you want to do an afternoon hunt on Tuesday? It's supposed to be a nice sunny warm day. I said, Yeah, I'm up for an afternoon hunt. I was still recovering for from two, three thirty morning, Saturday and Sunday. So I slept retired in, life. Slept in Monday. <laughs> and like I was tired Monday after those two days. And uh, so I said, yeah, we'll, we'll go in the afternoon. So I called Bill. He said, yeah, I'll go. So we went out about 2.30 and we went to a different spot. And it was the spot that we tell you about. We got that print near that whole the David block. David Suzuki Woods. And yeah. I'd been wanting to go in from the north side, back this farm road from the north side, drive in and as far as I can and go in from that side. And I said, no, I haven't been there this year. I don't know which field the turkeys are frequenting, where they're roosting. So Rick says, that's fine. And I said, I said, where do you want to sit, Rick? And he hasn't been with us for five years because he's, he's had a trailer seasonal and everything. And he's had, I think it's been longer than that. Well, goose hunting. Yeah. But in the spring, uh, it's at least five years, maybe longer. So anyway, he's, uh, I would like to sit the cut. Perfect. Cause we're not going to go that far. So we drove right back to the first woods Walked around the corner and Bill and I set up on a field just part way down that side, that side of that woods. And we had a beautiful spot. We took all the decoys. We took the whole flock, the bobbin hen, the dirty bee. And <laughs> I even had uh, the spot and stock with us in case we, we got a Tom in the field. We had to hide behind and go out. No, that I want to see. Yeah. I was just going to say that would be awesome to see <laughs> yeah. that one from the far. You know, it works. Todd's, Todd's done it geriatric turkey at us. What's Todd has done it several times on his own and he has had Scott behind him and they were successful. It's just that I've never done it, but I had it with me. So, so Rick's down in the cut. And I said, Rick, the main thing is you're going to be see, you're going to be able to see more fields than we can see from here. Just make sure you find, tell me where the birds are frequenting, which field, where they're coming out of, so for the next time we come. And so anyway, we're sitting there, and it's a beautiful afternoon. It's sunny. It's warm. It's lovely. Nice little breeze feeling really good on your face. And we'd only been there about an hour, and then this this raccoon comes out to the left of us, right out of the woods besides where we're sitting, and walks right out to the decoys. And it walks <coughs> right up to the 
to the first, doesn't walk up to the bobbin one, but it walks up to the first hen on a stake. What's the brand name we got? AVNX? Yeah, AVNX. They're they're AVNX uh, turkey decoys, and they are like real. I mean, realistic. We got laying hens, standing hens, a jake. We like looking with the head of the hen turned backward, like realistic poles, poses. And they just, you put a stake in the ground, you sit them on the stake, and they spin. And the wind will make them move a little bit. The breezes will make them move a little bit. Walked up to that first hen, sniffed it, sat up, put its paws on its neck, and that hen, and the hen spun right around. And it, it sat down, looked at that hen spinning, sat up, went up to the rear end of it, sniffed it, batted the back end, batted that hen around for a little while, then walked over to another hen. This is a raccoon. A raccoon. Walked <laughs> over to another one, did the same thing to it, was out there for a good five, six minutes, started to walk away, turned around, sat up on its hind legs and looked at them all again. Almost like, what's going on here? You know, and then yeah, normally they're batting me. Back in the woods. I mean, that was cool. That's, I said that is Bill, a cool experience. I said to Bill, that's something you don't see sitting on your on your easy chair in the, in the living room. He says, oh, no, that was cool. He says, you know what? I don't even care if we see a turkey tonight. He said, I just love being out here. We're seeing the <laughs> coolest things. Like for Bill, this was the third day out. Like the third time in the woods he'd never done before. And, yeah, and, and you're calling in raccoons already. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so it. anyway, <laughs> I said to Rick, we didn't see a bird. Did you see any from the cut? He says, yep. Two two big toms and, and a couple hens in a field way to the east, winter wheat. Past the corn, winter wheat. Okay, good. Next time we come, I'm going to sit over on that side. But we'll drive in the same way. So I get a phone call yesterday from Rick. Want to go in the morning? Yep. I'd mind if I call Bill. He said, no, no, call Bill. So, and, and that was when he was out cutting grass. So his wife said, oh, he'll go, he'll go. He'll mark him down. So he'll call you. So he called me back and he said, yeah, what time are you picking me up? He was all excited. So we drove in, same way, but we drove in further. And I drove all the way into the cut. I dropped Rick off. And then we kept going and we parked along the side of this field. And Rick set up at the cut. And Bill and I walked down this, this fence line. And we went to the corner of the woods, one field in front of us, another field to the east of us on the east side of that woods, which was behind us. We got back in the woods just a little bit, put the blinds out in front of us or the, the cloth out in front of us, sat there in the chairs. And I only took one, two decoys. I took the the electronic bobbin hen and I took the dirty bee. The dirty bee is staked into the ground on a rubber grommet. And it lays flat, and the wings stick out. It's the dumbest the looking ground. turkey. Dumbest like, looking oh, yeah. turkey like decoy. Like it's laying there injured, right? The the head and neck are kind of kind of back into the body a little bit, and there's an eyelet comes out the head, and you put a string, strap the strap on it, and run it back to where you're sitting. And the the tail it fans out at the back behind them, but it's on a it's on a hinge, and so. <laughs> It looks you, like a wounded Tom. When you yeah, pull this yeah. string, that tail comes the, up in the air the and head it flops goes forward. What, what's the what's the premise being? You, you you that by itself, or you put another Tom or, or uh, another I took turkey the around it? And I took the Tom, but or the the dirty well, bee, but they're just because turkeys are jerks, right? They yeah, see a wounded sure. bird, they want to come pick and on I it because now I can taken just it. I can enforce my dominance on this little. I, I could have shot bird two Toms one morning. Todd wasn't with me. I'll, I'll interrupt my story. I've for, never had it work for me. Well, yeah, <laughs> he totes everything. Anyway, it was one morning. I said, okay, I'm going down. He knows where I was going. And he, he had to work. 
And I said, do you want to go? We can, I'll have you back here by, by eight o'clock. And he says, no, nah, that's not enough time. He says, I'm only be sitting out there an hour, an hour and a half, whatever. And he says, uh, you go ahead, go without me. He says, I give you more time out there. So I went out and I sat about 25 yards from the, from this creek in a, in a, string of pine trees. I got back in. I put the dirty bee halfway between me and the crick and run the string. And then the other side of the crick up on a hill, like the other side of the crick, I went up on a hill and it was a big flat spot on like a plateau. Three toms were chasing each other around at first light up there. They were actually chasing each other. And they were probably 300 yards or more. I started flipping that dirty bee. Now, when you pull them, the head goes forward and down. The rest goes into the ground. The back end comes up. The tail comes up like it's fanned. And then when you let it go, it flops back down and the tail just flops back down in the ground. So you jerk it a couple of times and pull it like it's trying to stand up and it can't, like it's injured. Well, these three toms stopped and watched that, that dirty bee being jerked. And all three started running towards me. Well, there was a a valley between the hill they were on and the hill in front of me. So they went out of sight. It took, oh, maybe 30 seconds, 45 seconds before one of them came up on the top of that hill and stopped and looked over. So I yanked the dirty bee again. It was just the one. All of a sudden, he started racing down this hill. And I mean, he was big and he was just waddling as he was running. And he ran right down the hill and he ran right to the creek. And he was standing there all stretched up, looking across the creek. I flicked it again. I thought he's going to jump the creek, but he didn't. He, he went, he looked right, he looked left, looking for a place to cross the creek. And I thought, heck with this. And I shot him on the other side of the creek. Bam, dropped like a rock, laid right there. Now he's doing the, the funky chicken. Well, then the other two came to the top of the hill, saw him laying there, flipping and flopping because he's doing the funky chicken. He's dead. And one of them come blasting down the hill and started to beat him up. Now, I didn't want to run him out of the area, so I just waited till he got finished beating that, that Tom I shot. Well, the other one come running down. Well, that distracted them. They started chasing each other. They ran up this valley and they disappeared. And I thought, okay, good. I didn't scare him away. I'm going to go and get that Tom and get home. I pulled up in front of Todd's at 7.30 in the morning. Todd was just getting out of bed. I knocked on the door and I said, look at here. You could have been coming home right now with the second bird because he could have shot the second bird the same place I did. I'd have shot the first one. You could have shot the second one. Whatever. But yeah. anyway, so I had a great confidence this. So we're sitting there this morning and this hen comes out on the far side, comes through the winter wheat into the corn, and it's feeding its way across, going real slow, not paying any attention. So I, I give a hen call because I want, okay, get the hen over here. It'll draw any toms, hopefully. It stops and looks, but it doesn't come. So I flip the dirty bee, so it it stops and it looks at the dirty bee. So I flip it again, so it starts to feed, casual, but now it's feeding right to us. Bill says, it's coming. I say, that's coming right to us, feeding right to us. So it gets there about another 30 yards towards us, and I flip it again. He stops and looks. So he starts feeding to us again. So now he's about 70 yards, and Rick can see him. Where Rick's sitting in the cut, he can see that whole field. And Rick watched this. He said afterwards he wished he'd have filmed it, but he, he never thought about it at the time. But he could see it. 
And was that a, a hen or a tom? Or it was, was a hen. A hen comes it was a hen, out. Yeah. I, so I flipped this 30B again, and that hen put its head down and ran that last 70 yards, just charged right up to that, right by the hen that's bobbing, and charged that dirty bee and pecked it in the back of the head and jumped back because it was rubber. <laughs> and, and sat there looking at it, went to walk away, turned around, looked at it again, stood there for three or four minutes. Now, this is at, this is at 12 yards. They're I just had it jerks. at 12 yards. They're just jerks. And then it just yeah. kind of slowly started to walk away. They pick on the weak. But it walked on an angle to our right, heading is going to go right along the edge that we're sitting on. And it walked within six yards of us right by us. And Bill is like, he is amazed. He, he got a look at his first wild hen within six yards. And it, oh, too bad it wasn't a Jake or a Tom. It would have been done. Yeah. It and then Rick, he, he Rick when it started to run, Rick said to me after, he said, was that a hen? I said, yep. He said, oh, when it charged your dirty bee, he said, I thought, sure, it was a Jake or a young Tom. And he says, I'm going to hear a bang. But no, it was a hen. Just waiting for the puff of smoke. Yeah. But so, you know, Bill's hooked. Well, I, I, yeah. just, I was, I want him to get his first bird so bad. But so we've been out. I've been well, out three I, times. I think you guys will have one in the freezer for sure after this weekend. At least there'll be a tag filled this weekend. Well, we got a strat we're going with tomorrow. It's something we've never done before. Now, I said after Whoa. the hunt, I said, hang, keep that thought for a minute. Oh, that thought ain't going anywhere. So I said to Bill, you watch. When we go down and ask Rick, because he can see where, where he's at the cut. He can see north, east, west. So he can, he's in a spot where he can see birds. They're not always in range, but he can see where they're frequenting, where they're crossing. And I said, you watch. When we go back to Rick, he's going to say he saw a couple toms cross where we were sitting on Tuesday afternoon. So I went up to Rick and I said, we didn't see a tom, Rick. He said, that wasn't a tom, eh? I said, no, it was a hen. I said, did you see any? Yep. 100 yards right up this side, side piece right up here. He said, two hens and a huge tom came out and they walked right across to where you were sitting on Tuesday night. <laughs> and I said to did. Bill, see, oh, I told you. Of course they did. Yeah. Yeah. Told you. Them birds, they just, they got a sixth sensor. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, we could, you could be there in in pajama pants and whatever, and they'd (laughs) be around. (laughs) But hunting them, they're smarter than, you know, it's crazy. So, yeah, but we got a strap for this weekend. What do you got? Well, it's dad's theory, and I don't know, but we're going to try it. Now we just got to decide who's sitting with who and where and what and when. Yeah, that's the hard part. I want Bill to get a bird, and Todd and I have been trying to get a double for years. We've come close, but that's the thing. So we're going in the night before to set up our blind. If we get time. It depends on how late Todd has to work. So it might not be this weekend if it don't work out. The plan is we're going to try it. but We're going to put the decoys out. We're going to put the tent out the night before. But it's a. I don't think you can be that prepared. Well, in advance. well, that's it's 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 bizarre to me. But we're gonna do it so that that way we can just sneak in, sit down, we're ready to rock. But no, this is this is not like a tent with chairs. This is two chairs with a tent that comes over you. It's like a yeah, it's like a chair yeah, blind. Like, yeah, like a, a double see. chair blind, and you just it, it's like a big canopy that just comes. So right Dad over wants to put it right in the middle of the field. I want to put it right, right, fifty <laughs> yards from the apex of that circle in the middle of the field. Yep. 
It's and worked then, for deer hunting before. Well, we yeah, I've used it for deer hunting, but but I don't know. I'm why wouldn't they come down down around you? They would. I mean, if they had no reason to be yeah. be scared. If you get in early enough. But I said to Todd. Well, that's the other thing, too, is you got to get in, in early enough. Well, yeah, and I said, you go in there, you're messing around, putting out decoys, you're putting this thing up, you're, you know. You're hey, putting up. I'm like a ninja. It ain't me you got to worry about. Well, yeah. know, that's what I said. If you were by yourself, you'd have had a bird. I'm guaranteed that. I, I'm convinced you would have. So I got one in the bag already. See, I said, put okay. it on the bar. Chalk it down. So that's it. Why, can't, why don't you go the night before, set all that up, so you just sneak in and sit down? Well, I think that's when you're hunting with elderly folks. That's what we got to do. Yeah. I think you just got to change the way you look at the adapt. game. Adapt. Yeah. Adapt. And, yeah, no, and I, I, it's not written in stone. It's going to happen tomorrow night. Cause the, again, I'd like to see Bill. Cause when we were sitting there on, on Sunday, I said, okay, Bill, a single bird comes in. We want to see you get your first bird. But if two come in, sorry about your luck. Yeah, because Todd and I have been trying to get a double. We're going to go one, two, three, shoot, right? Or one, yeah. two, shoot. And, and I think that's that's the right way to do it. And he'd be, so, he'd be but just if two are out in the chair and then and then one or, or if Scott, we don't want to put Scott out of it either, or two are on the side, who shoots what where and when? Yeah. That's the thing. Eh? Who Do you say, okay, you guys can come and sit there, but you can't shoot? That's not right either. No, nah, that's tough. No, it's, it's tough. The guys get up early in the morning and they... Yeah. They, uh, they put the work into it. You should have an opportunity. So it may be a day when it's just Todd and I or whatever. So we'll see. But I'd like to try it. I'd like to see if you couldn't just set it up the night before, sneak in, sit down. and I have to do that in the new woods we got permission in. Yeah, maybe. Because I know where they roost there. Yeah. Yeah, that might be the thing to do. Take that in because I got to get you into the woods quietly. Or at least get Bill a bird. And then, yeah. okay, and then he'd be happy. Yeah, no, because that's what we do now anyway. Like if, if Scott and Todd got a bird, they say, okay, dad, it's your turn. Or, you know, vice versa. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. And that, then that's we work the, harder to try protocol. to get dad one. Yeah. We'll, we'll sure, I mean, that's the protocol of the situation, right? When you when you got a, a newer hunter, you, you try to get them a bird. But if the situation has been like you've been trying to double up for your whole hunting career, it would yeah. be a good opportunity to, to yeah. get a but this, we've done that. Like we said, okay, Scott, you got to get your bird. We're not shooting. You got to get your bird. And really, Bill, I have hunted turkey so much. I've run out of room on the wall because I have literally <laughs> I counted, mounted every I got, tail. I think I got 14 mounts now in this house. I'm not sure I could put any more in here and the I wife's not divorced me. I room at all in my house for, for birds. <laughs> my wife has limited me to an area and she says, you are done. So I'm not... And I, and I'm I not found the stop. key. If you get a mount heavy enough, they can't move it. Where you put it, it yeah. stays. <laughs> but yeah. And anyway, I, like I'm just happy <laughs> to see them guys get birds. I mean, uh, that's just the way it is. I just I like being there. I like to watch a, bit, a successful hunt, and I'm so glad that they're whatever it is, deer, birds, whatever. I'm just happy somebody's getting them. So yeah, and I agree. It's just. That's it. And, you know, my brother was out uh, this week, too. And, you know, he How'd he make out? I was wondering. I didn't want yeah, to message didn't... him in case he missed or something. Make him feel bad. <laughs> you know, he's sorry, Jay. I mean, <laughs> if and when that time comes, I'm sure he'd be glad to come on and tell you about it. But he, he actually got out, which is good. Um, he had a, had a hen come close. And I won't spoil the story too much but he, he has at least see he says uh, uh, I said uh, turkeys uh, one almost guy zero 
And he says, well, at least I heard a bird. I saw a bird, he says. <laughs> I said, well, uh, I heard two birds, so maybe we're equal. equal. I, I don't know. But either way, we still have uh, uh, tags that aren't punched, so we're we're going to work hard this weekend and see if we can at least get some tags punched. So right weather is not supposed. The weather's supposed to be miserable. I just looked at it before the yeah, podcast. Yeah, big storm coming up out of the south, coming right towards right. the Great Lakes. You got it. So it's rain and wind, and I, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be I know. good hunting. But like I said, I'll get out first thing in the morning, anyways. And and if I only hunt for a couple hours and then call it quits and head home and yeah. dry off, we again. might have to go to the David <laughs> Suzuki Woods because I know we got a tent out there that I can sneak into. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you got options that way, but I might do some running and gunning and see what I can do to. Well, when we left this morning, when we went, we pulled out in front of the farm, we were on the north side of that block. And Rick said, You in a hurry to get home? I said, No, no, I got a few minutes. Why? He says, Well, let's drive around the block and check out the fields on the south side that we can see into. Sure enough, right exactly on the opposite side to where Rick was sitting in the cut, the opposite side of that woods in the field, six birds, two toms with them. My tent's yeah. right there. Yeah, Todd's. Nice. And that, that's the stuff that drives yeah. me nuts because I typically see birds every time I go go hunting. Every single time. Most times it's on the drive home when <laughs> when I when I'm in the car. But yeah. <laughs> you drive by a turkey farm, do you? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're white and they they right around the farmer's feet. But I, I gotta count them, and if not there, they're frozen in the freezer. So, but <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thanks for that, Todd. Yeah, you're, no really, worries. you're really good for oh, one's confidence. Well, and- let me finish it up with, because you said that you had a guy follow you into the blind, right? So I'll finish it up with a little cool story. So we were heading in on Sunday morning, opening day morning, and we're driving and we have construction here like crazy. The one road, the main road we go out on, we couldn't go out because out of town on, we couldn't go out of town because the, it was under construction and you can't even get around it anywhere. So we got to go evasive maneuvers. We get all the way out to where we got to turn to go towards where we were going to go. And that road is closed. So now we're like, man, Scotty's like, I know the super bad roads. You follow me. He said, all right. So we blast a UE and away we go. I'm following Scotty and we go down, down and we are on the back. back. I mean, these things are winding. It's pitch black and it, it, maybe the speed limit was was 80 but you could do like 40 because they wind and twist and up and down hills like big drops and and high hills and there is a car right on my butt on these back winding roads and i said to dad as i'm driving and i'm, I'm following scott and i said all right we got another turkey hunters right up my rear end because who else is going to be up at 4.30 in the friggin' morning yeah, driving exactly. these back roads twisted and, and, and winding out here, like in the pitch black. So we get all the way, wind and wind and wind and wind and out past one of our buddy's places. And as soon as we get out front of my buddy's place, it kind of the, the back road f- feeling like the enclosed with trees over you and ravines and ditches on these little dirt roads you're driving. Now you're on more of a, a, a more used road. We come around the corner of this, like a close to a dead end. And now you're on a main road. My buddy lives right there. And all of a sudden lights light me up right there. And I had to pull over. I said, ah, that's why he was following me. Oh, you got pulled over. Got pulled over. And I'm thinking, now what's going on? So he came up and I had my driver's license all ready to rock. And I wind the window down and he says, "Uh, you guys doing okay? I said, yep. He says, 
you, where are you heading? He goes, it looks like you're going hunting. Opening day of turkey, isn't it? I said, yes, it is. He says, oh. He says, well, the only reason I pulled you over is there's been a rash of stolen trucks in the neighborhood. So he says, we're just pulling you over to make sure you're fit the right time of day and you're in a truck. So have you got your driver's license? I said, here you go. So he looked at it and said, yep, you're good to go. Yeah. You have a good day and good luck on the turkeys. And Scott had pulled over in front of us because he saw us yeah, pulled that's over. It. Yeah, and he goes, he I was- figured you were turkey hunting because car truck in front of you pulled over too is he, he traveling with you yeah we're all going turkey on okay have a good day so good no, luck good. so it away is, we went so i said well thank you for pulling us over because if it was my truck stolen i would really appreciate that yeah exactly all right well good luck this weekend bill and to your brother jay because i know i'm hoping you're still listening so good luck to you and if you i want i want i'm, I'm surprised i didn't get a message i'm kind of hurt this week that I didn't at least get a message letting me know the status of his hunt. I'm really, it's I'm a little bit anyway. I'll let, him know, I'll let him know that he's shirking on his responsibilities as part of the, uh, the bigger picture outside world community of the redneck country. Uh, <laughs> there uh, isn't thing anything and, outside and he's, of he's, like, what, what's going on with that? Is he a real redneck well, or what? He's, he's got, he's got the, uh, the stickers in the truck and he's, he's, he's participating in the hunts. He's got an obligation to at least keep you informed. I, I agree. It's jeopardy of being able to come for another guided goose hunt. <laughs> I tell you, that's uh, it's on the table there. You you better you better let him know he's got to step it up a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely, must step it up. So, yeah, yeah right well, on. best of luck to you guys this weekend too. Yeah, and I hope there's some you, uh, good, some good stories, and we'll uh, have a good evening. Okay, yeah, guys. There better be good stories. Awesome. All right, <laughs> good talk to you. And that'll do it for this week, folks. For the Redneck Country Podcast, I'm Bill, the Almost Guy, Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.